Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. More. <laughs> I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back finally. I'm sorry, naughty boy. And they're like, they're, you're probably even giving out it's too late. But anyway, we'll get on with the show in a second. Just want to say the upcoming work in progress shows are nothing. There's none coming up. I've done them all. I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm off my holidays. And, and after that, it's the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I'll put the link to the uh, where you can buy the tickets for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in the description to this podcast. And also, if you're in Dublin this weekend, I'll be performing at the Ivy Gardens Paddy Power comedy festival which will be i'll be on performing at half seven on the saturday and half uh, four on the sunday i'll be alongside uh, foil arms and hog on the main stage so if you're around dublin i may see you there right let us do this Yeah, baby, it's back. We're back for this Friday, the 22nd of July, 2022. Hello, Steve Podcast is back after a hiatus for one week um, in which I spent last week apologizing to so many of you going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it didn't happen. I genuinely forgot. And uh, embarrassingly, on Instagram stories, I was doing videos of me playing bloody guitar and procrastinating last Friday afternoon um, to do uh, well, when I should have been doing the bloody podcast. Um, but anyway, I know lots of you going, how do you forget? How do you forget that you have a podcast to do? Would you not put a reminder in your phone if I have to hear another person tell me that? Look it, it's just not the way my brain works. And to be honest with you, as I spoke to so many people, it's okay to take a bloody week off from the podcast, especially with everything that has been going on. Last week, before I forgot to do the progress, uh, before I got to do the podcast, I did four work in progress shows in a week. So I had, to be quite honest with you, enough on my brain. And uh, the night before I forgot to do the podcast, so that was Thursday. I'm going to get the date up here now because I'm using my calendar again. Thursday the 14th of July. I was due to put out a podcast last Friday the 15th of July. So Thursday the 14th of July, I had a crazy mental breakthrough in the show That meant my head was honestly in a completely different space. Now, if you were one of the, and wait for this, one of the five people who were there. That's right, I performed to five people. And I think, I could be wrong, 
but I think that that show was possibly my favorite show out of the nine that I did, and I've done them to full rooms. Like last night, no, sorry, this week, on Wednesday this week, I did it to a, a full room in Cassidy's in Dame Street, um, at Stitches Comedy Club. It was a great room, full room, um, loads of people there, but yet the five people were better, and why? Because I found something. I found something that night. I found a bit of magic that night, and uh, those of you who were there that night, I know there's one in particular person, the poet, I'll say no more, was there front row very thankful to the po- for him for coming to him for coming and for the great chat that we had afterwards because he could see he was there to witness that i found something special on that night yes it may need to be refined however you can't refine you can't refine if if you don't have any fi- i mean you, you, i mean you'd like to re- you'd like to refine a diamond wouldn't you you don't want to at least you have the fucking diamond that's the point i'm trying to make here so I was so grateful to find that on that evening. It was bloody mental. Um, and before I go any further, I know I'm going to forget it, but uh, Cassidy's was great on, on Wednesday. That was my last of the Work in Progress shows. But thank you. And a big shout-out to, and I hope this puts a massive smile on your face, to Mengya, who came to the show. Uh, who I, I feel, Well, I, I shouldn't feel bad because it's, it's not my fault, and she has admitted that it is her fault, that um, she unfortunately went to the wrong Cassidy's and so arrived at my show halfway during the bloody show. Um, which is fine. Got to chat to her. Got to chat to Menya afterwards. Uh, Menya has been listening to the podcast for quite a while now. So thank you so much for your support, Menya. It was great. To, as she said herself, it's lovely to finally, finally meet you in person, she said. And uh, I was delighted to meet you. Uh, I'm delighted to, to meet the people who, the fans, the people who support the show, the people who make all this stuff be able to happen. It's so genuinely so grateful to meet, meet you guys in person when I do get to meet you. So uh, thank you so much to Menya for coming. Menya is... Uh, is uh, Oh, I suppose I'm not going to give away your address, but living living in Dublin for a while now, but she's originally from North China, and uh, so it was it was it was great to to meet uh, to to see that we're crossing all the cor- the the cultural barriers. Is it a barrier? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying I love a diverse audience because on that night in Stitches we had I I, I do you know what this uh, this be imp- this will be impressive. I can remember where everybody in the back row was from. They're all at an English language speaking s- school. We had Honduras, Brazil, Brazil, Spain, and Argentina. Uh, three, four guys, one girl. The girl was the Spanish one. And I, could, I don't think I've ever performed to an Argentinian. So he didn't believe me that I was half Argentinian in the show. And sure, all you have to do in that situation is go, here, check out my passport, whip up the old arm, and show the old Diego Maradona tattoo. <laughs> he was like, holy shit, you are. <laughs> Um, so that was a great show. Anyway, I, I, I'm going all over the the shop here. But shout out to uh, Mengya. Thank you so much for coming, and thank you for hanging around to say hello afterwards as well. I didn't necessarily know who you were, um, and um, yeah, it was great to, and I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Even though you only got to see half of it, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, it's been a wild couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why I didn't bring up the podcast last week. Um, I think some people are like. What's the big deal? Just, just just do another podcast. It's easy, Stephen, isn't it? Listen, I do enjoy it, but it's been hectic last few weeks. And when you're really trying to do your best, sorry, a distraction here now. And I'm just going to explain to you exactly what's happening as, it, as I do it. There is one, two, three 
piles of paper on the floor, and they're actually in different formats. So one is a pile of uh, clumps of yellow pages, yellow A4 pages, of which I've written all over, um, and they're stapled together in, um, in certain clumps, and I don't know why. Oh, this is one that says uh, I did it on the 30th of May, 2022, and it's notes from a Zoom riff. So that means I just went on to the microphone one day, and I just started talking about anything and everything, and whatever came out of my head, out of the stream of consciousness, I tried. I listened back to it and I wrote it down afterwards. So I've written down here things like the world needs more mental people, mental bastards like Gandhi, um, uh, weddings, um, um, uh, no one remembers a well-balanced person, um, teachers, parenting is an adventure, like all that kind of stuff. So like this is the thing, I don't know how you file all this shit, but anyway, so and then the next pile of paper is notes that I was taking from a book, right? So that's those two yellow, that's the yellow pile. Then I have a pile of... Ugh, type stuff so this looks very neat it looks like nearly professional it looks like i'm writing a novel and um i've stapled together i think oh my god this is chunky it's quite the word count nine pages I've, ch- I've i've put together nine pages of what i attempted to do is write out to type out routines now it's just i, do, I never end up performing them that way but um yeah so that's the next pile but this is the thing that caught my eye is the third pile and this is actually written on the back of a script for a TV show that I auditioned for and I was like fuck the TV show I'm going to use the back of this script to write ideas and notes and I this particular page for some for these pages that I stapled together for some reason there was lots of stuff coming and it was really good and I've ri- literally written down the last page that's what I wanted I'm going to use that in the Ivy Gardens this weekend at some stage I made a list at the back of this clump of pages and ideas of I made a list of the dating demands that girls make on their Instagram on their not on their Instagram on their dating profile pa- pages because I noticed that when you're on dating apps that they can be the, the girls in kind of like you're supposed to introduce yourself you're supposed to tell the other person a little bit about yourself you're supposed to go these are the things I like I like to do hiking I like you know I like sea swimming and you know I like baking and banana bread and like sometimes I just want to cuddle do you know what I mean that's about me here's where I'm from here's what I work at blah blah blah, blah. but what I've noticed on the dating apps is that it's it's not so much become it's not so much um uh, telling you th- where where girls are telling them telling you about themselves, it, it's kind of turned into a list of demands. This is some of the stuff that the people put in their women put in their profile page that is not telling you about themselves. It's more saying this is what I want. That's what they should. Um, this this is going to be a routine. That's what they need to put in their section. Not here's about me. Here's what I want. Here are my a list of my demands. Basically, I've listed twelve things here. Number one is emotionally available. I want you to be emotionally available, okay? Number two is be ready to travel the world. Okay. <laughs> we haven't met. We, don't, I don't know, we haven't had a conversation yet, but I know that to go on a date with you, I've got to be ready to travel, travel the world. I've got to pack my suitcase just to get a fucking date with you. Is that what you're saying? Number three was down to earth, but have a wild side as well. Like, this whole thing leaves no room for anybody to get to know anybody. Imagine a fella did this, is like, like the, all the things that he wanted from a woman. You'd be a misogynistic prick, wouldn't you? Number four, has to be into fitness. Number five, must love dogs. Honestly, more people put the necessity up to love a dog more than the woman herself at this stage on these dating apps. There's an obsession with fecking dogs on these things. Number six, must be funny. Not everybody's a comedian. 
And why is it the pressure that the fella has to be funny? You know? Lots of them like to put, like, lots of them like to put things like, you better be ready for me being seriously funnier than you, just saying. They like to say that as well, right? And then you talk to them, it's like, oh, you think you're funny, you're just rude. Number seven, want kids. Number eight, if you can't handle me at my best, la 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 la. Number nine, I hope you can teach me how to cut. <laughs> this is true. Number one, I, I just made a list of things that I found. Someone said, I hope you can teach me how to kite surf. What the fuck? And these, I mean, these will be the same people that will be on some fucking, they'll be in a newspaper column as well. Like, I don't know why I'm single. Fucking men. Men are the problem. Number 10, we'll get on if you own a wetsuit. There you are now. That <laughs> doesn't say what it's for, you know? Could be for anything. Maybe that's just a kink that she has. <laughs> Number 11, you better be looking for marriage. We haven't even met. And you better be looking for marriage. And number 12, we'll swipe right for dog pics and dad jokes. So that's why I was drawn to this, um, this list of things. I wanted to, uh, I was, that came into my head in the shower today, that list. I was like, where the fuck is that list? I need to get back to that because uh, there's definitely some routines to be written off the back of that. But that's the dating world, let me tell you. I know girls have a hard time in the dating life. I know girls have it hard on the apps and all that kind of stuff. However, take a look in the mirror as well. You're fucking mental as well. The stuff that you guys put up. And I know men are fucking idiots to girls on the buddy ass, but you girls are fucking mental as well, okay? Take a look in the mirror. Anyway, that's rant over. <laughs> so, yeah, as I was saying to you, it's been a mental couple of weeks. It's been a mental couple of weeks in, in, in Ireland. It's, it's hot again today as I'm recording this. It's gone sweaty again. But we got into the, it was the, the highest temperatures on record since records began happened in Dublin there recently. It was 34 degrees or whatever. And they're like putting out red, red uh, you know, weather warnings, which is kind of funny. I don't know why they do that in, our, in these countries. But, you know, you wouldn't get, the old Brazilians aren't worried about that. Do you know what I mean? But, uh, of course, you get the dubs going around, you know, in Dublin, the inner city dubs, you know, pasty white inner city dubs taking off their bleeding tops, you know, walking around. Sorry, sorry, you wearing sunscreen? No, fucking, I got black. That's right. You changed race. Well done. Good man. And you get, definitely, there was a, God bless, a woman on the boardwalk. I think, uh, I don't know if it was the heroine or the sunstroke, but anyway, she was not in a good way. Ambulance. And uh, I actually saw that on the way to the Cassidy's gig. It's just weird, like she was evidently, I don't know if she was in the middle of a seizure, I, I reckon it was something that she'd taken and gone wrong, um, but she was quite solid on her side and her eyes were kind of glazed open, but everybody around her, her mates and all that, were like uh, having the crack, like having a squirting competition, but they had some squirty guns, and they're like, yeah, stop squirting me, will you? <laughs> I was like, Are you, is, is anybody concerned here? But that's Ireland for you, the sun comes out and no one gives a bollocks. Ah, my mate's dying over there, but it's grand. Here, give us, give us a go with your squirt gun and fucking rousing. <laughs> I hope she's all right, but I think by the way that the ambulance men were with her and the and her mates around her, I got the feeling that it might be a regular occurrence. A little slight OD on something maybe, but she, but that she'll be okay because they didn't seem to be too panicked. So I hope she's okay. But the sun has been out in Dublin, so there's been lots of ice cream. The windows in my house have been open the whole bloody time. Of course, in winter, it's not warm enough. I live in a very old house. 
In winter, it's not warm enough, but in summer, it's fucking roasting. And, um, yeah, it, uh, it's been, it has been nice, though. I haven't been out in it too much. I went for a big cycle one day. I do need to, maybe I'll do that this afternoon, cycle out to the nearest beach, maybe out to Dolly Mount or something like that, and hop in the sea. Um, I think the great thing about sun in general, the heat, I mean, it's, it's a bit intense, the heat, but it does put people in a better mood. My daughter is over in Portugal right now, and it's next level over there. It's hitting 40 some days over there. But when it gets too hot, there's a fine line with the heat and the sun being out. There's a fine, bloody line. And when it gets too hot, people are just fed up and they stay in the house. And you have to have, like, the doors, sorry, the, the, the shutters, the blinds down so that the sun isn't heating up the room. So you're kind of sitting in darkness, basically. <laughs> While it's really, really sunny outside, you're sitting in darkness trying to keep yourself cool. It gets a little bit miserable. You know what I mean, you know? But... I think in general it has lifted the mood because we were all worried in Ireland and in Dublin for sure. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That we weren't going to get much of a summer at all because it wasn't looking great for a while. But thank goodness we had one solid week there and it looks like we'll get a few more days. And then there was a lovely storm the other day. That was kind of nice. 
it started to spit rain a little bit, and then thunder and lightning hit, and I went out on the road with my daughter, and uh, we kind of just watched a bit of lightning, and we got we sang in the rain for a little bit, and it was actually a lovely feeling because when you've been too hot for a couple of days, it's just like feck it, let's go sing in the rain. So yeah, what news? What is going on in the world? Boris Johnson. His step have stepped down as leader of the Tory party. And I'm not going to lie. I know you guys are going mental. I know there's people listening over in the UK now. This is going to really anger you. But, like, I'm going to miss him. You know? I miss Trump. I miss the entertainment. You know? I think that's very, uh, you know, obviously that's a comedic perspective on it all. But I just miss the bloody entertainment, you know? And um, so, yeah, Boris is stepping down. That's the news. I'm not going to start talking about that. Are you joking me? Second joke with me. But Boris is stepping down. The war in Ukraine is still happening. Uh, inflation is through the roof from, uh, for everyone. Although my cousin just came over from Argentina. And let me say, ladies and gentlemen, perspective, okay? One euro is worth, three, is worth 380 peso right now. That's how worthless their money is over there at the moment. So, perspective, you know? We're all going through bloody tough times here as well. Like, fuel prices going up and all that kind of shit. But it's kind of, you know... And it is tough. Look, I'm not belittling it at all. I'm going through it myself. Fucking rent and houses and all that shit. You're bleeding joking me. But sure, we'll all be dead soon. So that's the way I look at it. So why not? Let's have a bit of crack anyway of this sunny Friday. So I'm just trying to be looking at it. Because like the, the, the work in progress thing, you know, when you're building a new hour, you're building a new show. Man, does it have ups and downs. It's like an intense version of life. One day you have an amazing show. Another day you have the shittest show ever. And you're thinking, what am I even doing fucking in stand-up comedy? What am I doing? You know? Why am I going to Edinburgh for a whole month to do a show every day? For a whole month, what is wrong with me? And then you have a day after that, the day that you're actually thinking of giving it up when something cracks and a little bit of magic seeps through and you go through an amazing moment. And it was amazing. So I'm very grateful for it. I also neglected to say at the top of this, I just didn't talk about this on social media and I didn't say anything, uh, but I was actually very unwell for a couple of days, uh, like three days, bed bound for three days. So that fed into the exhaustion and that fed into the, the, the it was like the week before I did the, sorry, the three days before I had to do the four days of work in progress shows, I was very unwell. No jokes. Bed bound. And there was nothing I could do about that. I just had my body was switching off and I had to kind of just fucking deal with that. Which is annoying, you know, when you have got shit to fucking do. Now, I just prefer not to talk about that kind of stuff because I see my role in this relationship with you guys just to keep you bloody laughing. Or keep you going, he's a fucking idiot. Keep you entertained on some level. But if I'm going through a shitty time, I don't want to fucking come on, on here and start talking about that. You know what I mean? That's what I pay a fucking therapist for. You guys don't have to listen to that. It's good to talk. I know I can hear you. But Stephen, it's good to talk. Yeah, it's good to shut the fuck up too. <laughs> no, but. um, So yeah, that, that all fed into me not doing the podcast last week, etc., etc. But I wasn't going to put a post on Instagram going, sorry guys, I'm not doing the podcast, I'm not feeling well. So I get loads of messages, oh, what's wrong? You okay? Have you got COVID? Have you got AIDS? You know? So that all fed into the challenges of the, of, uh, the next week. And then you're dealing with different rooms to do the work in progress shows because, you know, I'm not at the point where I have a fan base where people are going, oh, Steve-O's doing new shows. Let's all go fucking see Steve-O because we want to see Steve-O. You're actually dealing with rooms in comedy clubs where people are just there to see comedy they're not sure necessarily what the contract is 
how many acts are going to be on? Oh, got to watch this one person for an hour. Oh, fuck this. And they might not be into it, you know? But I did... Um, so so you're, up against, you're, you're up against that challenge. I did do one uh, show where the room was full of people and it was easy, the worst show I'd ever done. Easily. I think that was probably the room to the most people I did. But it just happened to be what was going on that evening. The show had gone on a little bit too long and I was supposed to be the big inverted commas closer. But the, but the, the audience were exhausted by the time I came on. They'd seen hours, literally hours of comedy at that stage. Fucking Chris Rock would have gone up there. They wouldn't have laughed. Maybe that's not true, but... Um, so, yeah. And you're just working out new angles on the material and blah, 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 blah. So I was really down after that gig. I'm not going to lie to you. After having been unwell for a couple of days, the motivation levels or the, the self-confidence levels, that's the word I'm looking for, are pretty low. So then when you have a show like that, you're literally going, oh, fuck me, I did not need that. I did not need that bloody show. And it was a long walk home that night, let me tell you. And the next day, I'm actually not going to name him because I think I have a feeling I'm going to be doing interviews in the future on television shows or whatever like that, on chat shows when I'm promoting a tour that I'm going on around the UK, Ireland and Australia, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what's going to happen. End of. That's what I'm going for, right? And... I'll be doing these interviews and somebody will say, you had a breakthrough moment in your career creatively and the way that you approach your stand-up and you're going to go, and I'm going to go, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to have to thank this person because this person gave me some advice which is the most loving and kind and brilliant and um, just, the, just great advice that meant that the next night I was able to go up in front of four to five people and it was mayhem in the best possible way. Now, the reason I'm not going to name that person is because, um, yeah, no, I'd like to give the individual the credit one day on a bigger platform. But also, this person has been encouraging to me since then as I go through the motions of trying different things out. And they're actually embracing a part of me that I know is actually in there, but... For whatever reason, it's not necessarily coming out fully on stage all the time. It's been there. There's been definitely definite glimpses of it. But sometimes in this stuff, or sometimes in life, or when... Like, we all do this. No matter what job you're in, you can take yourself in the work too seriously. Or you can... Sorry, Dame Judy Dench said this, and it's very good. Do not take yourself seriously, but take your work seriously. And... That's a good separation because if you're not taking yourself seriously, then you can carry it all a bit lighter. Yes, get stuck into the work. Yes, think of loads of ideas. Yes, try and figure it out. But don't define yourself by how that work goes or by how good you are at your job or good or bad, how successful or how shit you are at your job. Not to define yourself by either. And that's a very difficult thing to do when you're a person, an individual, performing in front of an audience on stage looking for constant feedback, i.e. laughter, that if it doesn't go well, to, to try, like, as when, when, you're, when you're on it and something doesn't go well, you can be in the right mindset. We can go, that's fine. I know I need, what I need to work on. Uh, I could, you know, do better at this, that, blah, 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 blah. But when you're at a low point or you're feeling a bit vulnerable, or you haven't been well for a couple of days, or your confidence isn't that big, when you get those kicks, you can end up going, what the fuck am I doing in my life? 
but this person gave me the right words, the right encouragement, the right love to kind of just go, just be funny. You're, oh, don't overthink it, just be funny. Have the crack up there, be silly. And what ensued on the night after I had the shitty night with the, with the room, I went to on show on a, on a Thursday. Aidan Green did his fantastic show uh, before me for an hour, and the audience came back and sat to watch me for an hour. And it was wild, thinking up stuff on the spot, just being, you know, going off on these narratives that I've never even bloody thought about before, having the crack with the audience, doing stuff on stage that I've never done, never done before. And uh, to have audience members, and that actually, I, and I, now I remember that, on that night, and the following night in Unshaw, so in both those places, I got to visibly watch members of the audience wiping tears from their eyes. Not because they were crying because it was absolute shite. <laughs> but they were crying with laughter. And that's the best feeling. That's the only reason I do it. That's the only reason I want to do this. Nothing else. Not money. Not, uh, I mean, obviously you fucking want money and all that kind of stuff. But like, I'm not mo- the, the, the thing that makes me want to do it is not money. The thing that makes me want to do isn't to, like some people want to be famous. I don't want to be a comedian to be famous. And there's a downside to that as well. Because then, therefore, I'm not always great at the PR side of things. <laughs> But do you know what I'm saying? The only thing that gets me going, the only thing that motivates me to want to do it is to see that somebody wiping a tear away from their, from their eyes. And actually, the first time I ever saw that was the reason I do stand-up comedy in the first place. Before I was doing stand-up comedy, I spoke at my mum's 60th birthday party years before I was doing comedy. So I just, I was, no, it was around the time I started doing stand-up. And I saw my uncle wiping tears from his eyes as I was, doing this whole ridiculous speech at my mum's 60th. And there was that moment of seeing my Uncle Peter wiping tears from his eyes that made me go, I want to do, co- do stand-up comedy. Because that was a good feeling. So to see that happening, doing the work in progress shows, was was the reason that I do it. It's beautiful, and um, it just makes you kind of go, oh, you really feel part of something? I don't feel... Loads of performers are different. I don't feel like, ooh, look at me, I'm amazing. That's not what I feel at all. I feel, look what we created, me and the audience. Look what we did together. Because obviously it doesn't work without an audience. And yes, I, I, look, I know that you know, I, I did something as well, absolutely. But the real joy that I get is feeling part of something altogether. Because then we all have the crack afterwards about what it, what it was that happened and how it was mad or whatever, you know? So it was... Stark contrast to the night before that where I just felt I was standing there and I was going through routines and telling jokes and I was becoming more and more angry by the apathy of the crowd and I less and less wanted to be up there. And it's okay to go with those feelings I learned and kind of go, well, talk about that on stage then and make that funny as well. So it's been... It's been a, a, it's been a long journey with this show. I'm not going to say that it's finished, but there's a absolutely a show there absolutely there is a show there uh, I've, I've performed i have easily an hour of material i ended up in stitches last week doing 55 zero minutes um and i was like i didn't even do half the stuff i was supposed to do so there's a show there there's no doubt about that it's more about crafting it out now and learning how to make certain aspects of it more silly and more fun and not stick to just routines i have an idea of what the show was about through the through the material that i'm doing and i just need to eke little bits of it out a little bit more 
and give it a strong... Uh, but it doesn't have to be too strong. Like At the end of the day, as one punter said to me the other day, we couldn't give a fuck about the narrative of the show. You're making us laugh. Just do that. Who gives a shit if there's a theme to this show? You're making us fucking laugh. And do that for 15 minutes. And if that's all you're fucking doing, then fine. I'm happy with that. So, there's that as well. I feel like I have the option of both. I can go in and make people laugh for nearly an hour. And I can add a little bit of a string of a narrative to it. But I'm not too interested in the narrative thing. It's going to be a very loose narrative. Because ultimately, it should be a silly show. And I want people to feel, leaving this show in Edinburgh that starts on August the 3rd when they leave Edinburgh that they feel that we, we were all part of something. We made something. And I'm getting that sense from the last couple of work in progress shows where people are coming up and going, wow, we experienced something and we know it's not going to happen tomorrow night because each show is unique. Each show is going to be a little bit different. Each show is going to be a little bit zany in a unique and individualistic way to the people, um, to, to the yeah, to the people that attended the show on that evening. Like the show on the, the, the two shows in on show where I was much more freestyling and playing games within the freestyling while still getting through material. Very different shows. Very different shows. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. And again, thank you to all of you that have come to the shows. I appreciate it. Thank you to all of you who do support this podcast and still continue to listen to it. And thank you to those of you who are telling your mates about it. Um, I love keeping in touch with you guys so thank you for the messages as well keep the messages coming in and uh, most of you seem to want to just message me on Instagram which is totally cool so thank you for the messages if I don't reply to you straight away I apologize I will get to them I do get some mental cases as well writing mental shit as well so you do have to kind of ignore that sometimes as well and um, if I don't get back to you um, consider yourself being mental maybe I don't know <laughs> I don't know um but again, listen, it's been a crazy, it's been a wild ride. And I, I'm at the Ivy Gardens Festival this weekend. I was hanging out with Jason Byrne and Tommy Tiernan and um, Helen Bauer, my friend over from London. She's big in the UK now as well. We started out in comedy together at the same time. Um, uh, there's loads of great acts. So if you're in Dublin this weekend, uh, come to the Ivy Gardens uh, Comedy Festival. Uh, there's loads of great shows on um, I'll put the links in the description of this podcast I'm on on Saturday and Sunday uh, Sunday is the main tent with foil arms and hogs so it's the big big fat tent so it'll be cool um, to see some of you guys there um, thank you again so much I'm sorry about last week but I think I've explained it I had enough on my bloody plate thank you very much and uh, will there be a podcast next week I'm I, I'm, I'm thinking about it uh, I'm going to have to record it before I go because I'm going to Portugal on Monday for a week so it'll, it'll be a pre-record if i do and um that's kind of that's it for the moment ladies and gentlemen i hope this keeps you good company uh, on this friday or of the weekend or whenever you listen to it and uh that's it thanks for all the love enjoy the sun wherever in the world you are um and thank you again for the support peace and love 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 Love, love, love. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.